Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey guys, this is Erica Ramirez, senior editor at Billboard. And with me today on this week's episode of the podcast, um, first and foremost, I have my co-host, Megan Garvey, which is a writer for everyone and everywhere. Pitchfork, <laughs> Fader. You DJ also. I do. I do it all. What's up, guys? <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. And my guest for this um, episode is Jeremiah. You just played us a little bit about um, a little bit from the new album. Still same title? Bumpy Johnson? or No, actually. Oh. Um, yeah, this has changed up over the last year. You know, um, Bumpy Johnson is all in me. <laughs> wrong, it's still me. I just definitely wanted to keep people still in tune with what I um, hopefully made them fall in love with me a little bit more. And that was my last mixtape, which I started to feel. Um, and that was called Late Nights. So I just wanted to give people just another dose of that, but just actually call this album now Late Nights, the album. Awesome. So you did, yeah, you did mention that in the listening. It's a bit of a continuation mm-hmm. of the mixtape. Yeah, but What's, times, like times two. Times two. Yeah, hopefully. people. So was way. it because such of a great reaction from fans when you put out the mixtape? Uh, yeah, because honestly, I never really know. Like, I never knew... When I made birthday sex, that people really like, I didn't think about like people really have sex, like or people would, <laughs> like it's their birthday every day. I wasn't thinking that while writing that song. It was just right. more like that's just what came, just as just as we don't tell them right now. So I mean, while making late nights, it was just I was just making songs, you know, and, and every every night um, that I could, and and I felt like that same energy this go around, like even for the last year when I'm like, all right, even while I was in Malibu recording for two months at the top of the year some of the records and just bumping into other artists. Like, it was the same vibe, the same feeling. So I just was like, man, I just, I, um, it's another Late Nights. You know what I'm saying? To me. So I would call it Late Nights, like 2.0 or something like that. But Late Nights, the album is just plain and simple. Yeah. It's, well, it's been it's been a minute. You did, you know, you did put out music throughout. You just put out your the mixtape no more like two weeks ago, I want to say. Yeah, that was um a collaboration mixtape more so with uh, one of my homies, Slow Mo, who I had met, like, about a year and a half ago through this Adidas type of songs from scratch type right. of Right. Yours truly. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that actually opened my eyes up just even to another uh, audience that, you know, I just felt like slow-mo me and him collabing together. And when I when we did a record called Bo Peep, I believe, on that first one, and I actually went to one of his shows. And we actually did like three shows, three days in a row. Mm-hmm. And when he, when he cut, cut, when I cut that song on, you would have thought it was like, down on me or like Juicy J or something uh-huh. like a real turned up song but yeah. it was Bo Peep the slowest song that was on earth at <laughs> right. the moment right. and the people was turning up and I was just like man I, I want to do some more records right. with fam and so we so we did and uh, over the time you know it, it actually was supposed to drop in February but something happened with the labels and they, I guess they was trying to get all everything together and you know I'm a firm believer of things happening for a reason and it just dropped a week and a half ago so I'm glad everybody you know rocking with it and was right and been riding to it right um, I know that you, the only guest on that collaboration is uh, Chance. Chance the Rapper. Yeah. And he's all the way at the very end, the last song. What, what made you just go with him and what made you just stick with one person for that? Honestly, I'm just, you know, how me and Slow Mo work is organic. It's just we go in, all those songs are 
like merely freestyles from me just going in on beats that you know he had just shot me either or we went in on that night and that night in particular actually I had just landed no I was in LA and Chance had just landed in LA because he had got a crib he was actually staying with Skrillex and um you know of course Skrillex was familiar with Slow Mo and so was Chance he was like yo I'm finna slide through I just landed home where you at and I'm just like man I'm in here with Slow Mo <laughs> and he came in at the end of making the end the song oh, called go. the end and um <laughs> He started, you know, we slowed the, we cut the beat in half at that time. And sure enough, he started just, once again, freestyling what he do mm-hmm. on it as I did. And and you got that collaboration and, then, you know, it made it. He actually hopped on another record called Planes, too, mm-hmm. that I have. So, and that was going to be on the Slow Mo EP until now it's going to be on my album. So. Right. And you mentioned when you were um, playing the album that you have J. Cole on that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You switched it up. I like both of their verses. It was like one of those, I, you know, it was just one of those situations where um, Chance, you know, I, I just know he, he killed. He killed the verse. It wasn't mm-hmm. like it was a bad word for J Cole. I just, I just wanted to make like a, a more of a movie. It was a more political move for me mm-hmm. because uh, Chance, you know, nothing against him. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. It's just more than that. And um, I love his verse, and he's going to be on a version as well. Oh, so, that's awesome. Even if it's like on a deluxe or something. So. Right. Well, look at you think about deluxe versions already. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> well, not a deluxe version, but actually like on a deluxe version of Late Night's The Album. Right, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can interrupt me whenever you want because you guys are like kindred spirits since you're both from Chicago. Of course. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, so do you, I mean, with Chance, do you feel like a certain connection because he's from Chicago? Most definitely. You know, we actually... I didn't even know much about him until I was getting my hair cut and my barber actually cut his hair too. And he was like, you, know, you gotta do this song with Chance. He about to pop. I'm just like, yeah. And I was like, play something. And so, you know, I'm, I'm all ears at all times. But then I actually bumped into Benny Blanco, a producer as well. He was like, yo, you gotta do a song with Chance. And I'm like, let me, let me, let me listen to some more of this man's music. And sure enough, I heard uh, Chicago with him. I heard a couple, like, just different flavors. And I mean, he definitely is talent, too, super talented dude. And a hell of a performer, because mm-hmm. I actually got an opportunity to see him perform, and I really got it then. But um, yeah, he's you know he's from the crib, and I believe you know Chicago. We we really got it. We always had it, and I'm glad that now we're getting more of just more light on our city. Just even mm-hmm. if it's just because of the lifestyle, it doesn't matter. It's just I'm glad that Chicago's finally getting like more recognition. Just yeah, you know, for sure. Music, even though we got the best music. Oh hell yeah! I mean always, but like 2012 on, it feel like. Finally, people, like, paid attention outside of the city. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I mean, I guess, like, Keith and all that. But... I would definitely say, like, it was a lifestyle. People, mm-hmm. you know, it's, the world has turned up right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm even watching, like, Bobby Schmurt out here in New York. And just how that, that the lifestyle yeah. is, you know. Trickles it's, over. It looks very sal- familiar mm-hmm. to Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for so sure. Like, okay. for sure. I think people have brought that up also. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's yeah. a little reminiscent of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else are you, you brought up Bobby Schmurter. What else are you kind of paying attention to or listening to? Um, I'm listening to a lot of Todd Dolla Signs. Yeah. Uh, K-Camp, more recently. He's and, everywhere. Um, yes. Johnny Cinco. Johnny Cinco, he's from Atlanta. I don't know if you all are mm-hmm. familiar with him. Um, but even working with Slow Mo, I started paying attention to more like electronic, just just sound music in a trapped kind of dubstep. And... um. Just even people remixing my songs made me pay attention to it more, and I started realizing like, yo, I really, I'm gonna have, I can have a lot of fun this next year actually just experimenting with different sounds and with my vocals that I've began to really notice what I can do now in my voice. After like three, four years ago, and I was just just doing what I knew then, but now like I feel like when I step in front of a mic, like I don't know what I, what I'm gonna do. Sometimes I just 
it just happens. So I just do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you mentioned Ty Dolla Sign. I feel like Ty, YG, and DJ Mustard are like the... The new the go to Like the go-to <laughs> for the hit. And, you know, you have Mustard and YG on your single. And then you also have another song on the album that is produced by DJ Mustard. And it is very different than what we're used to um, hearing Mustard do. So tell me a little bit how that one kind of came to be, the second um, Mustard beat on your album. Mustard um, sends packs of beats, uh, you know what I'm saying? And I want to say, man, I really got this beat. Somebody gonna be mad because I actually got that beat from another artist. <laughs> you then stole they it. Sent me to put a hook on. Oh, you stole a song. You're like, beat. I'm just gonna, I'm just but gonna use this one right here. Somebody, artist did send me that. I don't say the name. But he sent me that beat, and um, I had put a hook on it that night, and I was just mm-hmm. like, the next day I woke up, like, man, this shit, this stuff is cold. You know what I'm saying? So I kept it right now. And now that person still don't know, and he hasn't come out with the song either. So, so it's not stealing. You're right. It's not stealing. But yeah, it's a little, it's different. We, um, I know there's conversations with Mustard kind of, I wonder if sometimes artists go up to him and be like, I want this beat, that same beat that you made. And probably that's mm-hmm. why he keeps doing some stuff. But well, this one shows that he clearly could do a lot more than... Yeah, Mustard's dope. He, people just, you know, the ones that are going are just the ones that the, the world is just on. And they, you know, are just no-brainers right now. But he definitely sent me that track. And um, it's definitely different. I'm looking forward to seeing what people think about it. It's heavy bass driven, 808 driven. It's... Real dreamy, like, you know, and I, I just, it's one of the highlights I definitely say off the album. So, yeah, he has more in the clip. When I seen him working one time, see, I worked with him just, um, I always want to know how does he really make these beats? Because I'm like, anybody, it sounds like I can make it too, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I actually had to sit and watch him. But you produce a little bit yourself, right? Cause you, which one was on Late Nights? Was it Late Nights itself? I produce uh, Late Nights yeah. and then one of the last records on, um, on there called um, Letter to the Fans. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, of course, I, I started off as a producer. Actually, I'm I'm a musician before mm-hmm. it all. So even how I come at records, like, is how I would probably play the, like, percussion. Like, my, my cadence would be probably very percussive yeah. because that's where I come from. For sure. That's where, I, you know, that's where it started and originated. So, um, like, my approach to songs are going to be completely different, you know, every time because of that now. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely think it helped just diversify what I could do and help me realize what I could do with my voice as well. Yeah. Even playing the keys. I remember this one. My, like, favorite thing is the birthday sex piano version that was, like, raw sessions back in the day. You're, like, mm-hmm. playing piano on it. And I was like, oh, my God. Suddenly the song is, like, so new to me with, like, just acapella on the piano. It was so right. beautiful. Yeah, I remember that. That was crazy. My coworker Jason Lipschitz, he's the pop editor, just emailed me and said, tell him birthday sex changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to know exactly how it changed his life. <laughs> it changed my life, too. <laughs> <laughs> but did you realize how huge that was going to be when you were recording that? No clue. I never, I never really know because I, I put the same... Hundred ten percent, and like every song, if if I actually finished the song, yeah, like it meant it was it needed to be finished because I felt strong about finishing it, and you know it felt like a record. But no, I had no clue about birthday sex, I had no clue about down on me, like, yeah, um, and I had too. no clue about don't tell him once again now. <laughs> so it was just like while while creating even don't tell him, I just know um I was feeling away because um I I was part of the show me record with Kid Ink and Chris Brown as far Mm -hmm. as on the writing side and I was actually on that song before Chris and nobody really knows this though (laughs) because they get that far but um I the the day I wrote Don't Tell Them was the day show me went number one and it was just kind of like man (laughs) 
Really, the song that you know yeah. it, it, that I helped, you know, it uh-huh. just went and what I, that I was on kind of went number one. So I actually just like, man, let me just see if I could just make my own, you know, the, with the same kind of feel, you know, uh-huh. in, in the sense of um, just something that I know would turn up the clubs, and I know it just be a little bit like something that the fellas could want to feel like me, and something that the ladies would want to be with me, you know, as far as even dancing wise mm-hmm. with this record. So I had fun. Actually, and that was like the motivation towards that song. And it's just crazy to just see it now blowing up and even stepping out last night. And somehow, some, some way, Rihanna popped up in the club next to me in my booth. And I'm just seeing her, like, when it went up, when it went on, like, the club went up. And I, it's just one of those feelings again. I was like, man, this look like down on me again. You know what I'm saying? So, uh-huh. one of those feelings. It's cool, too, because, like, a lot of R&B that, like, blows up these days is super, like, fist pumpy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, almost closer to, like... R&B? Yeah, True. you know, there's all yeah. the, like, super clubbed out, like, EDM, almost R&B. Mm-hmm. But yours is, like, not really, like, you don't really have to do that to, like, get a hit. Like, you could still have, like, a bedroom song and mm-hmm. not just, like, something that has to be, like, a crossover to, like, dance music or whatever. And it, which is cool, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, any song could be, like, like I just said, when I did that song with Shlomo and, and Bo Peep and I, and I performed it, and I'm like, dang, these people are jumping up and down for this mm-hmm. slow ballad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it was just like one of those feelings where I was like, okay, man, I feel like I'm on to something. You uh-huh. know, let me let me just stick with it and, and just don't stop. So every every time I get there's no free night, I would, I'd rather probably just be in front of a mic right now, whether it's for me or for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Uh, that reminds me of um, when we were listening to the album. You say you have a, you called it a hood ballad. Um, <laughs> I said if it was a hood ballad of the year award, this is what it would be. This is, would be the winner. And um, unanimously, it's it's. I feel like not only is that one great, but you have different. They all sound different. Like all your songs sound different, but they all still sound like they belong in one package. Mm-hmm. So how was it kind of sequencing them and like putting them together? Well, that's always kind of the hard and easy part because it's like I felt when it comes to like Paradise, that was the name of that record. For I knew for sure it had to go to the towards the end of the album. Like you know, it was just one of those. You know, everybody, we both, me and my lady, we both knocked out. We just still sleeping. It's the whole album went through. You know what I'm saying? And um, as far as sequencing the album, I just go with the feeling. Like I, I like to turn up first and then probably get take it to the. You know what I'm saying? You turn up first, then you you go medium, then. You go to give them the hood ballad at the yeah. end. So, yeah. That's what you're going to hear. Yeah. I mean, there was, what, like four or five songs? Mm-hmm. And they were all, like, each very, very different. Yeah. I didn't... um, Like, with my first two albums, it was different, man. It was a whole different like, situation. I mean, I was still getting to know people. I was still... Like, I didn't know that many other artists still. I didn't know 50 like I know him or Puff right now. Like, you know, I could call... And I just felt like while while at that time it was just a different space. I was. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A relationship, you know what I'm saying? I would, and, and I was like editing what I'd say and do a lot, you know, mm-hmm. because of that. And I've been single now for like a year and a half. And You're it's like... been like the best time of my life. <laughs> So, You're not censoring anything. No, girl. it's like, no, I don't care. No, I really didn't care then, but right. I really don't care now. And it's like, 
uh, even when it comes to recording now, and um, t- things I wouldn't have said or 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 whatever interviews, like you know, it's just, it is what it is right now. And I can say definitely, I probably had the most fun making this this latest body of work. And I mean, I had fun making late nights, but this latest probably been the most fun. Just even working with other artists and just even in there with Mustard and in there with Ty, actually physically working with these people as to just sending records now. It's just a different. Like I'm actually I'm a student still, so it's like. I'm looking at how people are recording right now, and I'll take notes and different things, you know. So it's everything's different right now for me. Would you say late nights was sort of like the turning point then into like getting into definitely this late nights was the, actually the uh, the reaction to the action of me being a single man at that time, like <laughs> recent a recent single man. And, um, uh, I definitely felt like even even not just for myself, I started to notice how other R and B artists weren't scared to take risks anymore like I you know I listen to I'm a student like I say so I listen to my competition my what and what influences me is like my competition honestly and my my fans like um mm-hmm. as far as even for inspiration and so I listen to other artists I even hear a lot of people now kind of sounding like me you know what I'm saying this could be a me thing and it's okay <laughs> but I just really mm-hmm. I noticed when I dropped late nights it was more like a Nobody should care no more about what how how you should classify R and B, you know, because there is no classification anymore. Like I really see rappers singing more now and singers rapping more now. So it's like, I mean, whether it was me on the hook for your rapper, or it's just still it's hip hop and R and B. So I think when I dropped late nights, definitely that it just opened up a lot of doors for me to not be as relationship sounding as I did on the first two albums, you know, not giving people the best of me. And I think with this late night style album, definitely getting the best of me. I have another question about late night. <laughs> okay, 773-779-LOVE. This yeah, is a I real too. phone number. I, I did it. too. I actually tried to buy it <laughs> yeah. and that lady would not sell me that number. <laughs> yeah. Really? I don't understand why because okay, actually I called it multiple times and every single time it's like this voicemail box is full and I'm yeah. like, this poor person, why hey, don't you just that, sell it and like not, not deal with it? It was actually a landline for a house. So I'm like, man, I really got this campaign going, lady, like I'll give you whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I just really want to use this number and, and really utilize it because I, I haven't even shot a video. I only shot two videos for... I only shot five videos, period, <laughs> in my whole career. But as far as on, on like, late nights, uh-huh. I really didn't shoot much on that. That was one of them I definitely wanted to really kind of, like, let people feel and yeah. hear. But luckily, um, 773 Love will be on, like, the deluxe version of Late Nights, the album. So two records actually made it from Late Nights to Mixtape, okay, cool. which was 773 Love and Rated R. So that lady's going to keep yeah. continuing to get okay. phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she probably will. Until yeah. she gives you that number. <laughs> Um, there's a bit of there's some samples on the album. Was there like a shy? Was there like a little yeah, shy yeah. moment in there? Ooh, yeah, I I kind of yeah. lit up with that. So what what other little stuff do you have in there that you can mention? There's shy. There's on the on the album on the album. I really like tried to stay away from the sample thing, but um, as far as interpolations, like I mean that kind of would come easy for me. Um, but you heard the shy even on uh, Don't Tell Him the Rhythm is a dancer from the old group um, what was that group name uh, man what was that group name you know what I'm talking about <laughs> rhythm is a dancer yeah. oh my god dun, 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 dun. listen we're just gonna keep yeah. that in there why don't yeah. I know this <laughs> <laughs> anywho but um 
Yeah, but you have a couple like interpolations on there, I would say. But most, it's a lot of mostly original records on on this album, yeah. though. So, um, as far as I know now, you know, I know when I dropped, I turned in my second album, they were finding stuff that I was like, no, definitely, I didn't get That's that from all, that. But yeah. they still wanted to be, just be safe about it. Right. But as far as my concern right now on my album, so you got that one and then an, an interpolation of yeah. um, the rhythm is a dancer song. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. Snap! <laughs> I knew it was, yeah, I knew it was something like just. Snap! Yeah, it was snap. I don't even know. Um, but you, so you're putting out a mixtape before the album. Yeah, tell I me um, about the the mixtape. Man, but I don't even remember what I was thinking that night that we came up with. I think I wasn't quite on earth like that. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just had a lot of records we was trying to put on the album, and I didn't want to make it too much like drain people ears i just wanted to keep it real short and sweet but just of gold you know what i'm saying and there were records that i was like man these are strong records too but you know whether if it was an, um a feature from an artist or whether if it was another interpolation as far as sample wise i was like man we might as well just not go through all that bs with the album and just give it to the people and um giving the people something else after dropping we dropped the slow-mo project a week and a half ago so i was like man people got at least what i would do on a slow-mo type of vibe and, but let me get people what I do right now like as a appetizer to late nights the album and um we decided to call it not on my album <laughs> which is that for the acronym is in a no mind so um yeah it's going to be seven records on there seven is my number so I just wanted to give you know I had a couple to choose from but I got a solid seven bangers it will be features on there um their songs they would be I love them as much as I do the records that are on my album but I just felt like these were the ones, like, I wanted to give the people something right now. And um, that's going to be the something on on August 4th. We're going to drop it. That's right around the corner. It's like next That's like week. three days. Yeah. Like, I got three days. I got to still finish. See, yeah, I was going to ask you but, so but you're I, not. But you know, I like pressure. Like, I actually, <laughs> I work the best under pressure. I, for some reason, it just, my, I, I'm the type that, when I was in high school, I used to just study the night before the test because it's just that's how my brain works because I'm be like you? damn I remember this from last night <laughs> so why am I studying yeah. all week for this you know what I'm saying like it's just how it is for me but even with that being said like with um like all the time the fuck you all the time record I had on my late nights mixtape I did that the night before I dropped late nights the mixtape and that happened to be that's really Whoa. why I wasn't no verse on the second verse because I didn't have only wrote one verse <laughs> you know what I'm saying so it was just kind of like um I feel like I feel like it's like a gift and a curse, but it's bound to happen again on this one. So I'm looking forward to that song to come out, whatever that is. You're gonna procrastinate on the album, also. You're gonna do some last minute songs. Well, whenever they tell me the deadline is, I'm I will be in there <laughs> the night before, the before that yeah. <laughs> and just try to see what I could do again. Even if we gotta put like a bullet mix on it and everything. So who else is gonna be on the album again, other than J Cole? Uh, J Cole. We got J Cole. Um, I did a record um, with. Trey and Fab, that's on there. Man, it's so crazy. I actually sent Trey that record the day I recorded it because I felt real strong about it. And I never send people records like the day I record something. But we we'll get some with Trey and Fab. Um, Juicy J's on there. Ty Dollar Sign is going to be on there. And even Flow Rider. Flow Rider is on there as well. As I random. love that you say even Flow Rider. Is, is it because people don't, don't expect him to people be? People want to look yeah. for it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just yeah. seems random. And who, who, random. who produces the Flow Rider song? Mick Schultz. My homie Mick Schultz. He who also produced Birthday Sex. He also produced Down On Me and a co-produced Don't Tell Him. So oh. um, that's my, you know, my homie that we've been recording. He actually produced completely my first two albums. So 
now, I mean, it was just one of those. We made that song, and I think I know it's like one of those bangers, especially for my overseas fans. But I specifically was like, I strategically did things this way, this album, just to make sure that I just wanted to hit people like with the hardest hit, you know. And um, definitely that's one of those that I think is going to make a lot of bread. Probably the most money out of all the albums, the songs on the album. <laughs> so it was definitely um, one of my favorites. That's like your secret weapon? Yeah, it's right like up. a little, you know, overseas. Oh, how you get, a, oh, how you, we got back to the States. It was just kind of one of them records that I think has that power. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned earlier that um, you also listen to your, your competition. Who mm. do you consider your competition? Anybody that's in my way. But uh, to elaborate on that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely, I mean, I look at the R&B. I mean, anybody that's in R&B affiliated, I mean, as much as I, like, I look at Chris, he's competition. Even though He's like, to me, our generation is Michael Jackson. But for him to be singing, you know, records that I wrote, I'd be like, that's the dude I want to sing my songs. You know what I'm saying? But even though I know he's competition, um, Trey's competition, Ty's competition, August, even musically, but um, musically, but the other, he is competition, <laughs> you know, but it just is what it is. Um, I'm just a student, man. I just pay attention to what everybody's doing. Um, and for some reason, it seems like they're doing the same with me by singing my those records that I wrote. And I, I just feel good. I feel like I'm in a better seat right now to not even really kind of care about the competition, but I do like listen. I don't really care, though, but I listen to what they're doing. You but I just definitely, pay as long attention. as I like just do what I want to do, I think. I'm. You know, I'll, I'll continue to be where I, where I need to be. Right. Who do you? Who would you consider my competition? R and B is just so different that you can't like you mentioned your competition, but you also have the artists that just put out albums that are also R and B. You have like Party Next Door. You have you know like he's dope. The weekend. There's just it's like, such a you know huge sphere now. Did, did he just drop something? I ran Party, into next, Party door. next Door. Yeah, like, last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Randomly, I, I mean, I yeah. knew I knew him, but. I heard a record that him and Drake had just dropped. That yeah. Was dope. So he, I yeah, know a couple recognized. chicks that like love his music too. Yeah. And um, The Weeknd and um, Miguel. You yeah. You know what I'm saying? Definitely are artists that are credible to me and I listen to and I'm fans of, but they're competition. Yeah. I think so. that's what's crazy is that, you know, Chris, you, people have been around a little longer than these other artists, but there's still competition. Mm-hmm. That's why I wanted to ask you, like, who you consider. I mean, but yeah. that's what makes it fun to me, though. That's like, yeah. you know, it's also because there's so much. The Spurs play my, you know, not that they're not competition, <laughs> but it's just like. <laughs> but we also don't want the same <laughs> thing, also. So right. that's why it's good to have a range of artists, mm-hmm. even within one genre. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I think R and B's at a good, a good, a good state. I think music just had a good state right now, where people just, just stop caring right now and just, just let it all out. You know what I'm saying? Even just even lifestyle, just let it out. Things used to be so restricted. Social media was never how it is now, where you like, you didn't really know people like that back then. You didn't really know Hove, and you know they didn't really go out to the club like that until recently. Because now Rihanna's in the club flicking up with all her fans. It's like you gotta do, you gotta adjust. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. just how the game is right now. Mm-hmm. And um, you know it's gonna get better and worse. Is that how you adjust? Is by kind of keeping an ear out for everything? Yeah, cause I mean I don't know everything, so it's just kind of one of those. Um, you gotta just do something different. Keep hitting people a different way. I believe Beyonce started something that's gonna be very effective for the next couple of years, which is putting out audio with visuals. And um, it's almost gonna be a standard, really. Like I, I see this coming, like in the next year and a half, two years, if not before then, where 
Now Rihanna's going to do that. And now, you know, it's going to be the biggest of the stars. Like, you got to do that now because you got to let people see it because nobody, everybody can make a song and put out a song every day now. But if, once you let them see it, it's different. You, you get, you, 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 you give them all five Ps. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you want to do that? I wish I had enough time now to put that up, but I Well, maybe if you see, didn't last, <laughs> wait till the last minute yeah, man, and... You're right. I should, yeah, I can put up what, 11 videos in two days. Let's do it. But she, I, I still don't know how she did that because no one knew, no one said... But I mean, that was the within her camp, part about yeah. it. That was yeah. the innovative, like, yeah. she was the renaissance. Yeah. I, I see that, like, and that's not... It's not like no one's ever not thought about right, it. Right, right, right. But it's just like, she did it. Who did it? She did it first. So, yeah. Yeah. You guys got many questions. I have one more question. Um, has anyone ever gotten mad at you because they're like, it was my birthday. I wanted my man to buy me so and so and so. And instead he was just like, well, we can have sex. Well, Happy birthday. <laughs> but do they blame you for that? They ask you and everything. They're like. Yeah, especially around that time, though. But it was cool, though, because it was like, you know, the fellas get, we got by. You know, it was just the ladies that was. <laughs> <laughs> like, I loved this that day, but when I woke up, and didn't have nothing, maybe. Aww. <laughs> Do you still get added and asked about that song and, like, blamed for not for not getting any on their birthday? Or for only doing... Crazily, yeah, man. That's one of those records where I probably, until I just get, like, Alzheimer's and forget the words, like, I'm probably going to sing that song for the rest of my life. For some reason, I just feel that way. Um, but it's definitely one of those songs that did change my life. And, like I said, I didn't know what it was. But people definitely, that's been the alternative gift for yeah. the last four and a half, five years. And once again, <laughs> made it, almost made it okay for other people to make a birthday song after I did birthday sex. So. There, is a, there is a lot of birthday songs after that, mm -hmm. yes. I appreciate you guys both yeah. coming in and talking to me about your album and all the good stuff. I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to everybody hearing it. All right. There you go. You got a deadline. Well, thank you guys so much. 